Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam, I'm Quick, and I'm Lee, and you're listening to Divas, Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep, but to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for ducats, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Duckets is for edutainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 <laughs> or 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor nope, nope. or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, Divas, let's talk Duckets. Hey, D&D fam. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back. And if you are listening to us through podcasts, we are on YouTube. We will ask you to go over there and subscribe. And if you are coming back to us and watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button below to make sure that you get our newest episodes. So what are we going to be talking about today? Well, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and so we think it's always important to highlight that. Many people, especially with the pandemic and last year going into this year, um, you know, it's really affected people mentally, emotionally. And um, one of the aspects we wanted to get into this year, um, because last year we did kind of get into some trauma and talking about stress and anxiety and um, talked about men's mental health. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to keep the conversation going and this year start talking about digging into the childhood a little bit and um, some of the roots of um, some trauma that can kind of manifest later in life. And so we don't believe in tackling topics on our own, um, especially when it's not in our ministry. So we have a subject matter expert here today and we would like to welcome Quick. Would you like to? Yes. So we have Daisy McCoy and she is a wife of 24 years with three handsome children and two adorable grandchildren. Um, She holds a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's in professional counseling. She is the director of program operations at Child Nutrition Program of Charlotte, North Carolina, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to preventing child hunger by actively supporting child care providers and improving children's nutritional health. As a licensed clinical mental health counselor associate, Desi also has a part-time private practice where she specializes in anxiety, depression, and marital counseling. She believes therapy is a collaborative relationship in which effort is put forth by both parties to effect a more meaningful change. She uses an integrated approach designed to maximize each individual's personal growth, placing a great deal of importance on treating her clients in all areas of their life. As she continues to make great strides Mm -hmm. to improve and empower her community and the member thereof, she will be opening a wellness center coming soon to Charlotte, North Carolina, called the Dimensions of Wellness. Welcome, Desi. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, ladies. Yes. Glad to be here. We're glad to have you. Thank you for joining us during Mental Health um, Month again to talk about, you know, the childhood issues of trauma and how they present in in adulthood. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about Dimensions of Wellness before we get into 
do you know how you got into therapy? I would love to know a little bit more about Dimensions of Wellness. Okay, so starting off with, with the new wellness center that's coming, um, it's just going to be sort of a um, cutting-edge type of wellness center, spa-like treatments, okay. um, things to improve yourself awareness, your self-esteem, your mm-hmm. self-care. We'll have um, barbers, estheticians, mm-hmm. um, Yanni steamers. Okay. Um, I will be there housed in the in that unit as well, so mm-hmm. therapists will be on site. So we just want to be able to tackle all areas of wellness. Like um, mind and, and body. Mind and body. All the yes. dimensions. Yes. I love that. Love the name. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, or tell us how you came to be a therapist. Like, what drew you to therapy? Okay, so good question. I've watched your podcast before, and people, <laughs> they and people have, say, they have yeah. such thoughtful answers. And I'm just like, hmm, that's not really how it played out for me. So <laughs> it didn't, like, find me. I've heard people say, yeah, it found yeah, me. Yeah. And I chased it down. Um, so it's I love that. kind of like, so I started out my first um so when I first went to college, I started out in elementary education. Okay. Taught for a summer. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the one. Mm-hmm. Right? Went back to school, criminal justice. Okay. Worked as a CO for a day. Mm. Not a day. Not a day. <laughs> that wasn't the one. Right? Well, you CO, know, for you those know. who don't know, correctional officer. Correctional officer. <laughs> well, you know, you know. So I was going to go to law school, mm-hmm. um, prepared for that read the syllabus and saw how much reading it entailed. <laughs> Didn't even make it to the intern portion of that. Okay. That was not that the was one. That was not the right. So then I tried my hand at nursing. By now I'm getting a little nervous. I'm 30. I'm <laughs> okay. 30s. Okay. And I'm like, okay, you gotta get it together. You gotta get it together. And I'm like pushing the limit on financial aid oh. and spending. Right? <laughs> so, you know, I go to nursing school and I love it. Mm. I start my clinicals there. I start um, interacting with patients mm-hmm. and doing patient care. And there's this portion of um, the nursing that you do. You either do it at intake or you do it at discharge. And okay. you ask these questions. So mm-hmm. you ask these questions. Um, if there is some suspected depression or something like that, you may mm-hmm. ask, uh, do a depression scale. Okay. Um, are you feeling lonely? Do you do you feel like you can't get out of bed at mm-hmm. times? Um, or you may ask... Um, questions um, at discharge like um, do you feel safe going home? Mm. Are you going home to a safe environment? That kind of thing. And people would just open up Mm. and they would just begin to just tell their stories and I would just be in there sitting down and my instructor is coming to me and she's like, you can't be in here 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But he's crying. I I can't leave him here and Mm -hmm. I gotta stay. And that was the moment that I was like, this This is is the part. This Mm -hmm. is the part. And so that kind of sealed the deal for me. So so I went ahead and um, absconded from nursing. (laughs) (laughs) At the end. At the very end. And went into it went into therapy and and I love it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it's all right. It takes you a couple of times. It reminds me of I even with the law school thing. People say that all the time. Oh, I always knew. And I'm like, mm, I made a practical decision. My daddy said you didn't change this major three times, right. and I'm paying for four years. What you gonna do? So I, you know, it's it's wonderful that you knew what you didn't want, right. and you happened upon what you did want. Right. Yeah. I and really I think I, I I love it for the kind of the opposite reason because I was t- given two choices, like doctor or lawyer, right. and I was like I chose law. You know, so right. I didn't 
I wouldn't even had the opportunities to mm-hmm. go through. It was like, okay, I'm supposed to be a lawyer. This works. I, <laughs> okay. I'm making good grades. That must mean I'm supposed to be doing this. So right. I love the fact that you was like, Mm-mm, I no. tried it. I'm going to yeah, try again. Try it didn't feel it. Something else. Yeah. Didn't do anything for my heart. Didn't work. <laughs> didn't work out. And I was nervous. You know, yeah. I was nervous because, you know, my track record with getting to the intern part was like a bust. <laughs> I was zero and three at this point. So I was thinking, oh my God, I hope this works out. And, um, it was awesome. My intern supervisor, shout out to Shaylandra Moore Counseling, <laughs> um, took me in, got me right to work, and I saw the value in being able to mm-hmm. help others where they are yeah. with what they need. That is awesome. Yeah. So to get into some of the maybe not so awesome feelings, mm-hmm. um, just within your uh, practice and within your experience, what are some of those common like childhood traumas that, that you see kind of coming into your office? So, um, well, first of all, I think it's important that I say that I don't see children. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I don't. I, I start at 18. Okay. So I do 18 and up. Um, but, the, of course, those people present with right. childhood mm-hmm. traumas. Yeah. But right now, um, the most prevalent um, childhood traumas would be um, bullying. Mm. Um, Cyberbullying is a big thing right now with all yeah. this social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other things that are, are, are prevalent would be abandonment. Mm -hmm. Uh, neglect Mm. and abuse both Mm. physical and mental Mm. okay yeah Mm. and you know unfortunately a lot of times when those traumas aren't tended to or people don't maybe heal properly or or cope properly it kind of manifests in adulthood right so maybe i'm not sure if that if symptoms is the right word but maybe Mm -hmm. what how are some of the ways that those manifest in adulthood if they're not kind of dealt with yeah, so um, most times you'll see um, you'll see there's some comorbidity in other things that okay. you that you mentioned when you say symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, say that word again. Comorbidity. Okay. So that would be <laughs> in addition to. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, you know you see things like shame and guilt, mm-hmm. especially when you're speaking to um, abused. Mm-hmm. Uh, abuse right. type situations mm-hmm. there's the shame and there's this guilt that goes with that and um most not most times but sometimes um the victim blames themselves mm-hmm. and they have a hard time getting over that they have yeah. a hard time moving past what could i have done differently what did i do mm-hmm. um to cause this to happen to me mm-hmm. um there's always the chance that there will be some anxiety and depression present mm-hmm. um and and then you just see it manifest itself in your everyday mm-hmm. your everyday life your parenting style mm-hmm. um the the way that you form attachments with mm-hmm. people so there could be a lot of manifestations that that come from childhood trauma Mm. Can you dig a little deeper into, like, when you mention attachments, can you dig a little deeper into how, you know, because I think some people may not even realize that it's a form of attachment, the way they attach to someone. Like, how does that look? Well, um, I mean, there are attachments that are secure Mm -hmm. and there are uh, um, different various other um, types of attachments. So um, we just as when you're I guess it starts from birth Mm -hmm, actually mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. um, the attachments that you have with your 
caregiver. You know, mm-hmm. that could be your mother. It's not always mm-hmm. your mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not always your father. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that caregiver. You're the person that nurtures you, the person that you look up to, the person that you admire or um, consider mm-hmm. um, to be your safe person. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So if if you don't feel that safety with the person that you feel is mm-hmm. that person, then that could create some attachment issues mm-hmm. of, of, of what attachment should look like, of mm-hmm. what love should look like, of mm-hmm. what caring should look like, of what support should look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is there, like, I think because in this, you know, in the more modern time, people are always trying to redefine what normal should be, right? Mm-hmm. So is there, like, some kind of base of... You know, everybody could say, you know, I I love differently or when you were saying should look like it kind of made me think, um, is there some kind of base where you could say that that's an unhealthy attachment um, and how it would present maybe because of some childhood abandonment as you were talking about? Okay, good question. So when you think about what things should look like, it is subjective. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is personal. Mm -hmm. Um, It it depends. Does it cause you distress if it doesn't? then that's not an issue you know um something that may cause me distress you may not even think Think of think about so Mm -hmm. it's just really subjective matter of of when it comes to what things look like Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Mm okay is in um i guess attachment and is there like a avoidant disorder they would probably like be polar opposites i guess like is that a thing? Well, <laughs> like they don't attach, right? Okay. Like they avoid. I guess okay. well, that is a yeah. thing. That is a thing. So yeah, there there are um, there are cases that where um, mothers don't bond with their children. Mm-hmm. Um, there, um, I don't know if you guys have um, looked much into um, uh, postnatal depression. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, sometimes mothers go through. Um, this real depressive state after they they have children they're mm-hmm. unable to attach they feel like they can't even hold their children they feel like they um, you know don't know how to love their children mm-hmm. don't know how to take care of those the, the children and so yeah so that can it can become an issue later on in life mm-hmm. where um, there are some attachment issues yeah so does that because i know i i dealt with it for a little while after i had my son but it it didn't last very long mm-hmm. um so you know preferably he didn't feel that as a kid he ain't gonna grow up <laughs> <need> to therapy because <laughs> of that three weeks you know i struggled <laughs> to hold you but um well, you know, the jury's not out but okay <laughs> you know, but I okay but would it last i guess longer because i guess to some people it it does that last it can last a significant amount of time it can and you know um it's just recognizing when to get help Mm -hmm. and knowing that it's not you knowing that you know it is uh, a disorder that you're dealing with a mental disorder that you're dealing with and just seeking help to be able to um correct those feelings um and i use correct Mm -hmm. loosely Mm -hmm. um but being able to um learn to cope with those feelings i guess i should say Mm -hmm. okay and then since we're kind of in parenthood you know a lot of times especially now it's easy to i don't want to say villainize but pretty much it's easy to villainize old ways of parenting or Mm -hmm. outdated Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of disciplinary strategies um now that we know more um and I think, you know, for me, for example, spankings. I think 
you have to take the whole context of things, like especially with what's going on and still going on in America with, you know, black people and police and things like that. And there was a time where a lot of times I think some parents of color, communities of color felt like if I don't keep you in line, mm-hmm. if someone else got a hold of you, this ends poorly. And that context kind of like, I feel like nowadays we don't have as much grace for the context. Mm-hmm. And I think now that we know more, we're trying to do more. And I and I certainly applaud that. So it leads me to my question of what are some of the things that parents can do or maybe not do um, to try to minimize um, traumatizing their child, essentially? Because, I mean, parent, there's no handbook, really. So. Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So first, let me say this about, about spankings and about the... Um, older way of parenting mm-hmm. and other mm-hmm. parenting styles. This is my personal opinion, not mm-hmm. my clinical opinion. Okay. Um, you know, I, I do believe that it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that um, we have gotten away from the notion just because of society today that you can correct someone else's child because you have the parents that mm-hmm. are like, you don't tell my child yeah. what to right. do. You yeah. have that thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we've gotten away from that. And so you have parents who may, for whatever reason, not be able to be um, there with their children to to offer that discipline all the time. They may mm-hmm. work several jobs. They may be in school themselves. There may be various reasons why they aren't able to offer that discipline mm-hmm. um, that is needed. But, you know, we as a, as a society, we've gotten to a place where we're um, kind of very careful not to cross the line, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, that just leaves room for no discipline, right? Mm-hmm. And so I am a firm believer in that it does take a village to, to raise a child. So getting to the question mm-hmm. that you ask, um, what I think parents can do is listen. Okay. Listen, pay attention, mm-hmm. watch. You know, we mm-hmm. have this notion. We also have this notion. I, too, as a parent, we have this notion. Um, all you have to do is go to school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you don't have to do anything else. You don't pay a bill. You don't no. buy a, a shoe. You I don't do it. That already. Yeah, that's we have this notion. But the truth of the matter is children are just young adults. Mm-hmm. They're just baby adults yeah. with every emotion that you feel, mm-hmm. they feel it too. Mm-hmm. Everything that you go through, they can go through too. They get stressed. They feel anxiety. Yeah. They feel depression. They feel all of those emotions. So the fact of the matter is you you, you don't just have yeah. to go to school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more. So so listen to your child. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he's he's going to be fine. You're doing a wonderful job, I'm sure. Um, and and just just listen to them and and hear what they have to say. Do a mm-hmm. check in with them every so mm-hmm. often. Hey, how are things going? Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel safe at home? Do you feel safe at school? Mm-hmm. Is there any place um, that you go that you don't feel safe? And yeah. little cues that kids give you. If you're driving to your uncle's house and your kid is like, I don't want to go to you, mm-hmm. and 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 you're like, but why? It's Uncle Matt. He's fun. And he's like, no, I don't want to go there. Like. Have a conversation. There may be something there mm-hmm. why he doesn't want to go there. Right. Yeah. So l- let's just listen to our kids and so- mm-hmm. stop assuming that they only they have to yeah. just mm-hmm. do what you say, do what I say, mm-hmm. and you'll be mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They go through real things. Yeah. I do think it's really easy for a parent to minimize a child's feeling. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And then not create that safe space for them to to talk. You know, Absolutely. because 
back in the day, you talk back to your parents or anything, but yes, ma'am, yes, sir, it was disrespectful. Well, it was very clear this is not a democracy. It's a <laughs> right. dictatorship. I am not and your friend. And they will tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm not right. your friend is this. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, staple. I, I ain't one of your little friends. <laughs> right. Right. But, you know, children in, in my day were, were to be seen and not, not heard. heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And speaking on that, you were saying, you know, in terms of just listening to your child, is there... I don't know, are there different tactics for different age groups, mm-hmm. right? Because I know, you know, a child that's, I don't know, maybe under eight is more, mm-hmm. they kind of lean on you a little more than like a teenager, they barely want to be around you, right? So, oh, yeah, right. are there, <laughs> are there really different right. maybe things that, that parents can do to kind of foster that space, like within the age ranges or... Um, no, it's just very broad. It's, it's okay. the same for all kids. Parents, just, just as you would know, um, if you had an infant, mm-hmm. you could decipher I'm hungry cry mm-hmm. versus the I'm in distress cry. Like, mm-hmm. you you know your children. Sometimes you know your children. Um, not all the time. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to the point in what parents can do is recognize your own traumas. Recognize mm-hmm. your own um, issues that you have and don't um, transfer those onto mm-hmm. your child. Yeah. You know, don't transfer your fears onto your children. Don't mm-hmm. transfer your doubts of self onto your children. Mm-hmm. Um, so recognize what it is in you that you're lacking mm-hmm. so that you don't do that transference um, of emotion to your children. Mm-hmm. I think that is so important, but it's probably so hard to even recognize that that's Very what they're hard. doing, yeah. especially mm-hmm. the transference of fear, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I catch myself all because my son will try anything, <laughs> but I'd be like, I'm afraid. And I have to be like, Melinda, don't you? Is this boy want to jump off thirty feet and it's safe? And they said it's safe. Let him. He wants to go skydiving right now. Football. I just be like, no, you're gonna get a concussion. Did you see concussion? Oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see concussion? You know, he's gonna grow up like, my mama wouldn't let me play sports. No, I get it. It's, it's scary. It's hard. It's, it hard. it's a hard. It's a very hard thing to do. But yeah, just just recognize those yeah. fears within yourself yeah. and um and when and notice when you're doing mm-hmm. that right mm-hmm. um and be able to kind of say to yourself, talk yourself down, like, hey, this is like. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> this, is, this is his life, right? right? right so if right. you know, even if even if maybe maybe the fear comes from you fell out of a tree one mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. you and you hurt yourself, mm-hmm. so now you're afraid he's gonna hurt himself. So mm-hmm. maybe if there's some incident that you can relate to it, mm-hmm. you know, kind of tell yourself, hey, this this isn't me. This mm-hmm. isn't ten year old me. This right. is this is my son. Mm-hmm. So let me give him the opportunity to to live his life. Yeah. Of course, with boundaries, you yeah. have to mm-hmm. when safety is involved. Right. No. still be a parent. You just right. you still have to parent, of right. course. Yeah. They Absolutely. can't jump off the roof. It's not okay. They can't. Right. But they might. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> but they, and they might call DFS. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They think. Uh, <laughs> so, and it, it just made me think, um, I, I don't know this is necessarily a trauma, but it just made me think with the, when you're talking about parent transference, and I have some friends who are parents, and the things that you almost catch yourself doing with, like, expectations right mm-hmm. so i think a lot of times parents want the the best for their child but they have an image of what that the best, best like. is yeah. and so do you see parents doing that or, th- or that kind of coming up within you know when you sit with people like maybe that coming out is i don't know if, if it's a trauma per se but just mm-hmm. like something that's kind of heavy on them that kind of came from childhood or well yeah so expectations are can be tough 
Mm-hmm. They can be tough. They can be tough as an adult, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, when you think about trauma, though, I think it's important to understand what trauma is. Okay. So what trauma is 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 your emotional response mm. to something. Okay. So um, it can, you know, manifest itself in various ways. Mm-hmm. But if there's an emotional response to it and it, different emotional responses happen, mm-hmm. um, then that constitutes trauma where there is a perceived um, fear or threat of harm to to your life, right? Okay. So that is that is trauma, right? Okay. Um, so what what is important when we talk about expectations is um, how do you deal with that? Mm-hmm. Like, do you do you take those expectations of like this is what I've got to do? Like to your mm-hmm. to your point where you were saying mm-hmm. I had a I had two choices. Right, I could be a doctor or a lawyer. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Well, what if what if neither of those worked out, right? <laughs> right. What yeah. would have what would have happened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Would would that have caused you trauma? Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Yeah. We we <laughs> I just felt a different yeah, way, but yeah. Yeah, in that so, moment. So and, and then when yeah. we speak about children, um children are so resilient. Mm-hmm. Um and so they're able to kind of bounce back from things with mm-hmm. of course proper care mm-hmm. and um and proper support. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, finances, right? Because we're divas and duckies. <laughs> so, do you, how do I want to say this? Have you identified ways or, or seen situations where, not necessarily a parent, but just a person in, I don't know, a caretaker or, or, or a loved one has maybe used money as a means of control? Or has there, you know, maybe any trauma or things behind that that can kind of manifest from using really finances to kind of manipulate yeah well so i wouldn't say that i personally have seen anything like that what 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 i do know um Mm -hmm. and what research um, suggests is that um trauma can cause excessive spending Mm -hmm. or it can cause excessive saving Mm -hmm. you know you can penny pinch if you were in a situation where you didn't have a lot when you were younger Mm -hmm. um, and you start making money you want to save it all because Mm -hmm. there's this fear that one day I may be back in that place again. Mm-hmm. Um, spe- yeah. You see that a lot with people who have experienced homelessness. Mm-hmm. So they get, you know, they are able to get on their feet and find themselves a secure housing. And so they just save every dime that they can to mm-hmm. ensure that they are not ever back in that mm-hmm. in that position mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. But then you have the uh, the opposite, yeah. right? Well, I couldn't go to McDonald's when right. I was when we were little. We didn't stop yes. at McDonald's. So we eat now every McDonald's yes, out. supersize me on everything, right? <laughs> so um, there's that. Yes. So you know that happens, but but you know even deeper than that, what also happens is um, people that experience trauma they have um, the propensity to under earn mm. because they feel unworthy. They hmm. feel unworthy of, of jobs, of, oh, yeah. of positions mm-hmm. um, that they um, may qualify for, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there's this fear um, that, that keeps them from from going and, and doing these things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the overworking, you mm-hmm. know. They mm-hmm. overwork themselves to um, compensate, to prove themselves yeah. um, mm-hmm. that, that they can do it, that they are worthy. Mm-hmm. So the, a lot of things um tie into trauma financially related wow Mm. 
How often do you see, like, in your conversations with a client, um, that the person that caused them trauma growing up, they end up in a relationship with someone that's kind of just like that, you know, even though mm -hmm. they may have thought they were kind of getting away from it, but... Oh, you thought. You know. Okay. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We're, the door. we're talking the daddy mommy issues. <laughs> yeah, mama here. daddy okay. issues. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I mean people say that you'll end up with someone like your mother or you'll end up with someone like your father. You gravitate to that type mm -hmm. of personality, right? Eh, I, the jury's still out for me. I you know, I don't know. I can't I can't say that I'm, I'm on one side of the fence or the other. Mm -hmm. But what I will say about that is, whose issue is it? Hmm. That's the real question. So if I, if I said to you, my husband has mommy issues, mm -hmm. right? Well, does he or do I have an issue with the way he and his mom relate? Mm -hmm. So is it his issue or my issue? Mm -hmm. So that's something that you have to kind of think about. It's always his issue, first of all. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I agree with that. Well, I I agree with that. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, we talked about this last with that letter last time. <laughs> I'm just saying. Every, you know, it has to be an issue for the person mm -hmm. to yeah. be an issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So otherwise, it's your issue and not their issue. And is it is it fair, just on that point, for example, like you're saying, like, whose issue is it? Right. Is it fair to differentiate maybe the, I don't know, the, the classic example of the person who looks for love in all the wrong place or mm -hmm. like ends up mm -hmm. in maybe abusive or toxic relationships because of maybe the example she had growing up? Is that maybe differentiated from, like, I just don't like how you interact with your mama? Right. So, yeah. So, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's different. Because with, with abusive relationships, um, there's, this, um, there's this feeling of familiarity, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, it's better to be in an uncomfortable, familiar situation mm -hmm. than it is to be in an uncomfortable, unknown situation. Come on now, busy. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's, that's kind of where right. you you True. get um, mm -hmm. repeating behaviors that aren't yeah yeah mm. or like what people say like comfortable in chaos like mm -hmm. they don't if they've maybe grow, grown up around it they don't know like peace feels peace weird. means you can, you don't like, love me why? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. right. or have or again do they identify that as mm -hmm. as chaotic right like what you and I may feel is a chaotic that may be their norm yeah right so mm -hmm. it's very specific mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. to the person mm -hmm. um uh, when you talk about um chaos and things like that now abuse is abuse in right. any form i mean yeah. it's pretty standard across the board mm -hmm. um but when you think about chaotic situations and going to toxic relationships do yeah. you do they even recognize that as toxic or mm -hmm. is that you know yeah. i always pay you know, is that, you know, <laughs> yeah. no, not, I don't always pay. That was just no, like no, a no, sentence. Like exactly. <laughs> Let's right. be clear. Let's be clear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so do they see that as an issue? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You just don't know. It's very, it's just so, so specific to, mm -hmm. to the person and their thought process. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So, and, and to wrap it up, because I know like that's a whole loaded 
that's a whole seminar, I'm sure, on mm-hmm. just parental backgrounds and family of origin and all of that. Absolutely. So maybe are there things that people should, I don't know, consider or look out for that that kind of like healthy versus not, or like maybe like you know this is. Because, like you said, normal is right. subjective. Right. But is right. there right. are there maybe right. some red flags right. to kind of maybe like maybe we should consider you know well, some wellness. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Um, well, what I will say to that is that we all need some sort of wellness, right? right? So we mm-hmm. all you know um, could use. I have a therapist. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a firm believer in the process. I know that yeah. the process works. Um, we just have to um, take you know the initiative kind of like your car you go get it serviced mm-hmm. you go get it maintenance mm-hmm. if a light comes on mm-hmm. you you go get it checked out right, right? yeah if you get that gut feeling mm-hmm. like something is off mm-hmm. i'm not feeling it something is wrong yeah. then you know seek some help mm-hmm. but you know in the most basic of things if you're talking about um trauma in general um some things that i would suggest that um your D fam does is to um create yourself a toolbox create okay. yourself a toolbox of um, breathing techniques. Um, you can Google these things. Um, deep breathing techniques. You can do some meditative skills, mm-hmm. some relaxation skills okay. um, to have those. Um, know that the the feelings that you feel um, as it pertains to, to trauma specifically or, or anything that um, feels stressful mm-hmm. um, are normal feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're going to happen. Yeah. Um, and just be able to sit with it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't want to sit with it. Yeah. Sometimes we want to just, we want it gone. Mm-hmm. Like, off, this doesn't feel yeah. good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't want to feel this anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's okay to just sit with what you're feeling for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to stay there, of course, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can go there. So, and identify some good and positive aspects of, of the bad things that happen to you, right? Mm-hmm. Find something good in, in some not so good situations mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. able to identify those. Mm-hmm. Um, I would suggest you um, get a list of your person okay. or your persons. When you're having that bad day, when you're having that crying day, when you're having that day that you, it just seems so tough, mm-hmm. have this. Have a list of people that you can call that will listen, that will understand. You know, mm-hmm. we all have our person to call. You know, you have your friend to call mm-hmm. when you want her to agree with you. You have your <laughs> friend to call when you want to hear the truth. You right, have your friend. Right, right. You know, so, you know, make sure that this person is someone that is going to be able to be objective and is going to be able to listen, is going to be able to just sit with you if that's mm-hmm. what you need. Yeah. Um, and just know that if it's feeling too uncomfortable mm-hmm. and none of these things are working, you should reach out um, to seek help from mm-hmm. some from a professional. Yeah. 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 And then just talking about like some of those feelings, can you like um, kind of distinguish or tell people like what signs of anxiety or depression are? Um, I'm sure childhood trauma might. A trauma period might manifest in different ways, but those are some of the more common ones. Absolutely. Like what signs that they're looking for? Because some people just be like, I don't know why I'm feeling that way, but it's, you know, and then it's manifesting into something they don't realize. Yeah, no, sure. You need to get help. Yeah, sure. So, um, some of the signs to look out for depression would be um, not enjoying activities that you used to enjoy. So, mm-hmm. your friends call you, you used to go out all the time, but now you're making excuses of mm-hmm. why you can't go. Mm-hmm. Um, not being able to get up out of bed, um, just feeling like this actual like so fatigued that you can't get up and and you you want to do it, but you're just unable to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it may look like um, you may lose weight. You may lose sleep. 
um, your appetite changes, um, just various changes, crying spells, those types of things may may happen to you. Mm -hmm. Um, When you think about anxiety, um, things, um, so depression, I guess I should um, make the differentiate between the two. So depression is kind of a recycling of thoughts. Mm. Right. So it's kind of it's past. Mm -hmm. So you're not, you know, you know, you can't be depressed about something that hasn't hasn't happened. Right. And so anxiety is the opposite. Right. So anxiety is something that hasn't happened yet. It's future. It's future. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you think about symptoms of anxiety, you think about excessive worry. Mm -hmm. um, You think about um, racing thoughts. um, There are physical symptoms that come with it. Sweaty palms, Mm. racing heartbeat, different Mm -hmm. things like that, that you that you'll notice in situations because there's all types of um, anxiety there's mm-hmm. social anxiety mm-hmm. you know different um it presents itself in different ways so okay. um those are some of the most common um symptoms that you you would want to look out for and, and decide if you need to talk to someone about yeah and i it just brought me back because i thinking about the the children the babies i don't have any but um with things being so different now than when like we were growing up mm-hmm. like i remember when you had to get on the internet and you couldn't use the phone because right. it had a little sound um, <laughs> and so now you know there's, there's all this information at the tip of your fingertips and it's it's great but sure. then you see these people's highlight reels and all these comparisons and the things that make you mm-hmm. now you're feeling bad about yourself mm-hmm. and it's like you yeah. don't even know these people yeah. and so are there um things people could do because I, I often see sometimes like people will see things and they're um triggered right sure. or there's something that kind of it brings something up so are there maybe things that not only maybe adults can do to kind of help with some of those things with, mm-hmm. with in this social media world right but then also maybe things parents can do with kids growing up in the social media world right sure um well when you talk about comparisons um i always tell my clients if you're gonna compare you Mm -hmm. you have to compare on both ends of the spectrum right Mm -hmm. yeah so you can't compare yourself to your rich friend who's got the businesses who's going got it going on Mm -hmm. and not use your other friend who's struggling Mm -hmm. and who is about to be evicted from her place Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you you have to use the spectrum if you're going to compare right otherwise it's not a comparison that's good Mm, right yeah um so i think that's important i think it's important that parents kind of find that balance right Mm -hmm. um find that balance for your children social media is okay right Mm -hmm. but talk about um the things that they see if if you are privy to that information like yeah like teenagers like you, I mean, you right. really don't know you so that know. you never know yeah right. you never know mm-hmm. they go in the room they close the door they come out to eat they come out to take a bath <laughs> like okay hello right. i do a welfare <laughs> check in the morning i do one at night like if everybody's oh, breathing check. i did good um <laughs> when? So, <laughs> when right yeah but so then every now and again though i have to do a check-in like mm-hmm. hey everybody come in let's we're, let's have this talk and then you know we, i do individual check-ins mm-hmm. like what's going on with you, yeah. you know what, how are you feeling so mm-hmm. again it's just important because we can't know everything mm-hmm. as a parent right. you can't know everything you didn't tell your parents everything mm-hmm. i certainly didn't tell no. mine everything right mm-hmm. so same thing right yeah. so as a parent you just 
be interested. Mm-hmm. Be interested. Show interest, right? Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised what they will tell you. Now, if my mom acted interested, I would have been like, honey, let me tell you what happened. But she was not interested, <laughs> right. so I was not getting ready to go in there and right. share, right? Mm-hmm. So be interested. Create mm-hmm. that space where they feel like they can come in and share mm-hmm. and dump if they need to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that they don't feel like they're going to be a, be scolded. You know, they mm-hmm. have to feel that, you know, I made a mistake. I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, right? Right. Um, they have to be able to feel safe. So mm-hmm. just create that safe space for your children to come to you, and you'll yeah. and you'll you'll be surprised. Like you'll get some stuff you don't even want to know. You'll be right. Like, and I was like, yeah, like hey, I, you got to keep a straight face. <laughs> right. Because you said it was Call safe. your aunties. Right. <laughs> no, you said it was safe. You just gonna have to keep it like. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but good point, right? Yeah. So if you don't feel like you can be that space for mm-hmm. them, help them find that person. Right. Help, like, right. help, tell them, like, you know, Auntie, I'll talk to you uh, about anything. Right? Call her. Yeah, call me. <laughs> call me. Now, as an auntie, you still looking like... <laughs> But I mean, it, it it is some pressure off there. Like this is not my child. I could just, a little pressure, off, right? Like I could just I'm gonna keep it really real, okay? Because I don't, you know. It's true. That's true. That's true. That's a lot. That's true. So tell our D and D fam because you gave us some really great information, some signs for people to, yeah. you know, kind of look at, especially. For the parents, I think the, mm-hmm. you know, putting the expectations and the fears and kind of recognizing that was like really, really good information because I think oftentimes we don't, we just think we're correct, especially when it comes to parenting, right? Like, sure. you know, it's just, it's a big thing. So I think anytime you can internalize yourself and saying, oh, and recognize this is something I'm doing this because it's a me thing. Yeah, it's a me thing. Right. It's something I'm doing because of the way I was raised. And I remember when it was done to me, it right. didn't make me feel good. Like mm-hmm. being able to connect those things and um and and just reassess, is this gonna work for my family? Like right. I think that's really important to be able to do. So with all of that information, do you have information for our DD family where they can reach out to you? I know you're getting ready to start the Dimensions Wellness Center. Yeah, I'm so excited. So, I'm so about excited that. for I'm you. I'm so excited yeah. about that. Yeah, so um D fam, if anyone um if you feel in distress um, you know, if you feel like you need to talk to someone, you can find me at dmccoycounseling.com. Um, you can leave me a message there. My schedule is also up there. You can schedule an appointment there if you'd like awesome. to. Um, you can also reach me at uh, dmccoycounseling at gmail.com if you'd like to send a message, if you'd like more information um, about um, the counseling process and how it works. Okay. Um, and with regards to the wellness center, yes. yes. You can follow us on IG, the Dow (laughs) underscore CLT. The Dow. Yes. (laughs) You can follow us there for all of our grand opening updates, and we can't wait to see you. Yeah, and we'll be sure to have all of her information, of course, in our show notes and down below if you're watching us on YouTube. Yes, ma'am. So. It's been a pleasure, ladies. Thank yeah, you so much. It was really, really great having you here Thank and you. sharing yes. this information. And Thank you. I yeah. hope I've done your audience. You have done us well. yes. wonders. Learned yes. a lot. Really appreciate it. Some folks about to reassess. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, <laughs>
So, you all, we did not have time for a diva letter because we really think it's important to cover this information and get you all of the subject matter expert tea mm-hmm. that we can give you. Um, but if you have a question, comment, concern, you would like to have possibly read on an episode, you can email us at divaadvice at gmail.com. That is D-I-V-A-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. Um, you can also follow us. We are on Instagram and Facebook under Divas and Duckets. Our website is www.divasandducats.com and as we said below, you're watching, so <laughs> continue to follow us on YouTube. Yes. Hit subscribe if you have not already and you will get updates on when a new episode or video is available. For sure, and you can go to our website and sign up for our mailing list Yes, and you will get that information as well. So, All until right. next time. Alright, bye. Great attitude, bye.